I want us to understand what you fear but never face will control you. What you're afraid of but you never confront, it will manipulate you. So we have to make a conscious and an executive decision to have courage. And let's understand, people say, well, how do I have courage? Courage is nothing more than a decision. Mark Mm -hmm. Twain said it best. Courage is not the absence of fear. It's the Mm. mastery of fear. It's you being scared but still doing it. It's you being aware of the fear but not allowing it to influence you in a negative way where you feel stuck or paralyzed and you're not making progress towards your purpose. Deep down in your gut, you know there's more to life than waking up for school or work, going through the motions just to get by, and living for the weekend. But you're still scared and uncertain about what your true purpose in life is. Welcome to the Free Time Podcast, your very own community and virtual support group created to help you leverage your free time as a valuable asset so you can start to improve your mindset, learn self-empowerment skills, and ultimately find true fulfillment to move you towards the incredible life that was specifically created for you to live. This is more than a podcast dropping three episodes a week. This is a movement built around real people sharing real stories focused on helping you make the most of your life by becoming super intentional with your time. Brought to you by your host, Carl Sona. Now, before we get into today's episode, I'd like to make a quick announcement. We're on a mission to build a movement here around the topics of self-empowerment, mental health, and personal fulfillment. These are all some really big topics that we all deal with as human beings, but also they're topics that will look a little different for each of us as individuals. And so I'd love to put a name with the face and learn more about who you are and where you are currently along your journey. So I'm super excited to announce that I'm offering free 15-minute Zoom phone calls with me in order for us to get better acquainted. If you're at all interested in this, please hit the link to my calendar in the show notes below to sign up for a time, and I'll see you there. Now, without further ado, let's jump into our episode today. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Free Time Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's guest is an inspirational advocate for what it means to live with purpose. I'm joined by David Gibson, otherwise known as D1 Gibson, and the founder of Elevation is a Must, D1 is a speaker, he's an author, he's a family man, he's a member of the USA boxing team, and in my opinion, he's a catalyst for positivity and social impact. If you've been like me, where over the past few weeks and months, you've been waiting around through a funk with all the chaos that our nation is currently facing, believe me, you're going to want to stick around for the entire conversation with D1 to hear his message today. In order to better understand how you can stay positive and tap into your potential, and ultimately rise above all that is currently holding you down. D1, thanks for being here, brother. Man, it's a great pleasure, man. I had to look to my left and to my right and try to figure out who you're introducing, <laughs> man. That's a first-class, like, world-class introduction there, man. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, man. Honestly, it's a testament to how powerful this universe is that we live in, man. I mean, I came across you through our mutual friend, Koi, probably about a month and a half ago, man. And I'll I remember that conversation we had, man. You just, it's almost like you just reached out of the laptop screen and just touched my heart, man, with your words. Like you just really moved me in. 
I'm not at all surprised that you're being very humble. So <laughs> I want you to know, man, I mean, you have a way of, of actually invoking emotion when you speak, man. And I, I want to touch on that, man, because, you know, I'm trying to break it into the speaking space and it's something that I've wrestled with, right? Just feeling fearful, you know, having doubts about public speaking and, and all these different things. And I think that it would be easy for somebody to look at you now, where you're at now, right. with, with your movement and your mission, seeing you speak in front of thousands and just tell themselves that he was born with that voice. He was born with that unique giftedness. Mm -hmm. And I want to hear from you, man, if that is indeed is the case. Like, have you just always had this ability to speak with such veracity to the point where it moves people? Or is that something that you had to sort of uh, grow into? I mean, not at all was I born with it, Carl. I mean, it was literally something that I had to grow into. Uh, it was a mindset that I had to adopt, a philosophy that I had to develop over a, an extended period of time. But really what fuels me in doing it is that it's bigger than me and me realizing that I step away from my fears, my doubts, and my insecurities, and I let my passion take over the microphone. To kind of answer your question, I grew up very quiet and reserved. I was dealing with a lot of internal conflicts, a lot of different self-esteem challenges, lacking confidence, and I was afraid to speak my truth. I was afraid to open up my voice. And I began to realize that I was actually gifted in that area to kind of quickly fast forward. I began to find myself in a deep level of depression. And as I was working through my inner workings and aiming to overcome that challenge, I would just share the insights that I was gaining from my experiences with others. And I started to notice that people paid attention. People will begin to listen to the words that I spoke and me operating with this mindset and this false belief that every time I would open my mouth, I was saying something wrong and nobody would value what I said was now being debunked by the physical evidence of me encouraging and inspiring individuals. So essentially yeah. what I do now is I'm just talking about things that I've learned lessons that I've experienced, wisdom that I've acquired, and sharing with individuals that are going through challenges and helping them understand there's a bigger and greater way that you can live your life. But you got to overcome yourself. You know, that's where it begins. Right. You have to develop that mindset where you place mind over matter, mind over your past, mind over your current challenge, and begin to use your mind in a constructive and a successful way. And that's what right. really got the ball rolling for me. And I just share what it is that I've accumulated and grown to know along this journey. Yeah, man. And I, I like how you deliver that and how you frame that, because as I hear that, it really normalizes some of these insecurities and fears and doubts yeah. that a lot of people wrestle and struggle with. I think that when we don't use our God-given voice to speak up, we're keeping somebody in the dark because, you know, they're over there in their corner struggling as well, yeah. telling themselves, playing some sort of like a feedback loop in the mind, right? That it's only them feeling that way. But it sounds like where you really started to kind of get some traction was when you started taking to Facebook and some of these different platforms saying, hey, this is my learned experience. And all of a sudden, other people began to raise their hand too, like, hey, like me too, man. So talk about that perspective, right? being an advocate that's just willing to go first to say, hey, I am imperfect too. I have also struggled. Like how beneficial and how powerful is that, that people begin to look at it from that perspective versus being so inwardly focused on their insecurities and, and just telling themselves that 
it's just them that that isn't up to the challenge, you know, of, of speaking up or saying something. It's a liberating experience when you give your yeah. permission to be you. Yeah, yeah. And, and as you were speaking, Carl, I was reminded of a quote from Maya Angelou where she said, there is no greater agony and bearing an untold story mm-hmm. inside of you. We have to recognize that as long as we are not connected to our values and our core beliefs, we'll always live a life of agony, live a life of frustration, and live a life where we're feeling empty. And that's where I found myself. I knew I wasn't fulfilled. I knew I wasn't leveraging my gifts and my talents and my unique potential. I wasn't tapping into the greater me. And it was because I was afraid to tell my story. I was afraid to share my knowledge. I was afraid to speak my truth. And once you overcome that fear, once you have the courage to confront that, you will experience a liberating feeling that you can't even describe with words because you do one of the most greatest things that you can ever do. You conquer yourself. And really the way we kind of just boil it down, that's what it all kind of just boils down to. It's really us getting in our own way. Mm -hmm. It's Us creating these limitations, us self, you know, creating these self-imposed restrictions, us making all of these rules and barriers according to what we can accomplish and who we can become. And the moment that you give yourself permission to break those rules, that's when you're really going to start living. Wow. So I'm curious, right? People always love a good story. I think that the story is what people really resonate with. Yeah. Walk us through that conversation that you're having with yourself, right? the moment you first take the stage for the first time. Because I'm hearing you, right? That you're like, hey, you have to overcome yourself. You have to just look at that fear and dance with it and find a way to move past it. But like, I really am so curious to know what that initial moment was like and what D1 was playing in his mind when he's like, wow, man, this is the moment. You know, your rational mind's telling you this is the opportunity to rise above, yeah. but there's still that there's still that fear rushing throughout you. How did you coach yourself around that? Because I I think that'd be a good little maybe practical takeaway that people can extract and maybe play for themselves when they're coming up against whatever that thing may be in their lives that they're wrestling with. Yeah, yeah. I love that question, man. Talk yes, about diving into somebody's mind, Carl. Um, to to answer that question though, let me give you the backstory, okay? Because you'll get a deeper understanding of the answer that I'm going to provide for that specific question. So the first time I actually stepped on the stage and grabbed the microphone to inspire a group of people. Prior to that, again, I was dealing with depression. I was dealing with low self-esteem. I was challenged in the area of being comfortable with just being me. And again, I started to share different content on Facebook, writing different posts. People would reach out to me And they'd say, hey, man, your words really inspire me. They really resonated with me. The year was 2012, and I lost my uncle. He passed away arbitrarily, hit our family, and it blindsided us, like being in a boxing ring, and you get hit with a good shot that buckles your knees and forces you to hit the canvas. And my uncle and I had a special relationship, and I felt compelled to speak at his funeral. That was completely out of my character. Mind you, I'm dealing with these internal challenges. I'm afraid to speak to somebody on a one-on-one basis. And here it is. I want to volunteer to speak at a funeral. So I begin to speak at the funeral. And I just laid my heart out, just 
pouring my heart out to encourage my family because it hit us hard. Many people, their heads were bowed down. Uh, you know, that moment of grief, you know, that's a tough pill to swallow. So I wanted to say words that really encouraged my family. And I just poured my heart out. After the funeral, I had so many people that had come up to me and said, your words really resonated with me, David. Your words really spoke to me. I didn't think anything of it at the moment. I had just poured my heart out. Inside of the actual audience or an attendee of the funeral was a young lady who was an event planner who was actually planning an event. And she came up to me after the funeral and said, we're hosting an event and we're looking for a keynote speaker. And I believe we have found the person for the job. <laughs> the chosen one. Exactly. And I'm sitting back like, yeah, right. The, the, the keynote was actually for a church. And in my mind, I'm like, I've never spoken at a church. I may go up there and say something I've never said before. I'm going to embarrass myself. I'm going to say something <laughs> wrong. I can't do this. Like all of this is going through my mind. But fortunately or unfortunately for me, but fortunately for my future, the type of person that I was dealing with was a person that was not accepting no for an answer. She pretty much said, I signed you up <laughs> and this is what you're going to do. So I was coerced into doing this specific keynote. And to answer your question, Carl, the battle actually took place the night before. And I remember mm. this like it was yesterday, man. And I talk about this in my book. Like literally, I'm having a heavyweight fight with fear and anxiety and doubt, the fear of failure, the fear of me embarrassing myself. I'm pacing my apartment floor. I've got two dogs. They're literally looking at me crazy. Like, what is wrong with dude? Is he on something right now? <laughs> like, I'm sweating. You know what I mean? The palm of my hand is literally completely soaked. I'm literally trying to come up with reasons why I can't do this to call her up and say, listen, I'm sick. I mean, literally, I'm overwhelmed <laughs> with anxiety. Overwhelmed with you're anxiety. probably like, please, you're probably like, Lord, please take me. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? And fear was literally getting the best of me in that moment. But then what happened and what took place, and I'm a man of faith. I believe God himself spoke to me and said, David, yeah. I heard it, man. It was like he was speaking directly to me. He said, David, I want you to read the notes in which you have written down and I need you to just talk to yourself. And I began to realize I wasn't talking to anybody else but me. And I began to speak those words that I was going to speak the very next day. My heart rate began to reduce. The sweating went away. And the confidence began to step in. And what happened was this, Carl. I began to realize that nothing changed other than what I was saying to myself. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like everything, my emotions, <laughs> my perspective, my focus, all of that shifted when I yeah. changed the narrative in my head. So the very next morning, I woke up with a new level of confidence that I never had experienced. I stepped mm. on that stage. I said, forget my notes, man. I'm talking about what I've lived. And I yes, poured sir. my heart out and the same scenario took place at the end of the event, I had dozens of people that approached me and said, man, your words really touched me. Yes. And I began to realize in that moment, that was like a game changer for me, Carl. I began yeah. to realize that I'm in a war for a specific reason because what I have to offer is purposeful. Oh. And the force of fear, the force of doubt, the force of all of my insecurities is trying to stop me from being effective at the gift in which I possess. 
And the only way that I can be stopped is if I give this fear permission to manipulate and control me. I want us to understand what you fear but never face will control you. What you're afraid of but you never confront, it will manipulate you. So we have to make a conscious and an executive decision to have courage. And let's understand, people say, well, how do I have courage? Courage is nothing more than a decision. Mark Mm -hmm. Twain said it best, courage is not the absence of fear, it's the resistance of fear. It's the Mm. mastery of fear. It's you being scared but still doing it. It's you being aware of the fear but not allowing it to influence you in a negative way where you feel stuck or paralyzed and you're not making progress towards your purpose. Wow. So, so to answer your question, that battle, man, was the night before. And it may take place for other people in different times, but we have to understand it will take place. Yeah. I tell many people in my coaching program that we have to understand the art of war. And the art of war, in order for us to conquer the enemy, you got to know it. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, In the Art of War, the book, Sun Tzu, he talks about if you know yourself, but don't know your enemy, you'll lose some and you'll win some. But if you know yourself and you know your enemy, you'll win every single battle that you face. In other words, a skilled adversary is beatable when his movements are restricted and his patterns are exposed. If I can restrict the movement of fear, if I can expose its patterns, I now can master it. If I know when fear is going to hit me, if I know when I'm going to get nervous and I prepare myself, I prime myself to be courageous and confident. If I understand how it maneuvers and operates and functions and tries to attack me, I'm now putting myself in the best possible position to maintain my confidence, to sustain a new level of courage and to grow comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm. So we have to recognize you're in a fight. In that specific story, my first time speaking, that's when I gained that realization. And I began to understand if I can change the words and the thoughts that I think, I can change the way that I feel. And because emotion is the greatest influence on my behavior, if I change how I feel, I can change how I behave and ultimately how I perform. To reverse engineer high performance, it begins with what we're thinking. And the mind. Exactly. 100%, 100%, bro. Wow. Thank you for that. I, I did not know it was going to go that direction. And it's very interesting that you bring up the funeral story, man. That was also one of my very first experiences talking to a large body of people. Yeah. Uh, one of my best friends passed away in Indianapolis. I know that you're from Indy mm. uh, a few years ago. And, and his parents called me to speak. Wow. And I remember, I remember, I remember sitting in, in the pew, like just fighting it. Like, man, no, I don't want to do it. But then it's like, come on, man. Like th- this is one of your best friends. How are you, how are you going to dishonor this man's life? Because you are not big enough to stand up to the moment yeah. and big enough to look and look at that thing that, 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 that is trying to oppress you. And I got up there, man. And very similar to what you're saying, man, this spoke from the heart. And I, I knew, I, and I, I really want to piggyback on this point. I knew what it was I was afraid of, right? I, I knew the fear was, how is I going to be perceived? Yeah, That's what I was wrestling with. And yeah. it's funny, as soon as I acknowledged it, I was able to sit with it. I'm not going to say that it, it went away in the beginning. But as I began to deliver that speech, it slowly faded. And it was me, you know, empowering myself to actually uh, rise to the occasion. So I love that story, man. Thank and, you for that, me, brother. And let me, let me extend even on that, man. Sorry to interrupt. Yes. 
But no, I please. think the, the listeners can benefit a lot from this concept. Us truly understanding the root of that fear. So yeah, where does it come from? Think about it from this perspective. If you were asked to do something and nobody else was there, that fear wouldn't exist. Like that old ancient question, what would you do if you were the only person that was alive? Many people, they would just use their imagination and start expressing the passions that are really on the inside of them. And they say, well, I'll be going after this and I'd be doing X, Y, and Z. I'd be a musician. I'd be an artist. I'd start my own company. I'd do music. You know, that would express passions that are deeply within their, but because the fear of criticism exists, that's what hinders so many people from expressing themselves. And one may ask, well, David, how do I overcome the fear of criticism? It goes back to that ancient, that ancient knowledge of, and wisdom. Know thyself. Like when you know yourself, you validate yourself. You give yourself approval and you're not waiting for somebody else to select you, to appoint you, to tell you that you are good enough. When you tell yourself, I have what it takes and it takes what I have, and you give yourself permission to be you, nothing else matters. <laughs> like yeah. nothing what? else matters. Like you mentioned, I'm overly concerned about what, what people will think and how I'm going to be perceived. That's the fear of criticism. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm willing to put my dreams on halt because I'm afraid of what somebody else may say, but I got to sleep with me. I got to eat with me. I walk with me. I can't escape me. You might as well make you happy. And I get it because I've experienced it, but that's why I'm so passionate about what I do. We have to understand how much life we are missing out on all because we're overly concerned about the critical commentary that may come from irrelevant people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely, man. Like they're going to talk the... about you if you're doing something good or doing something bad. You might as well give them something great to talk about. Get exactly. over that fear. Take action. 100%, man. I mean, I guess I want to distill that further. You know, you work with a lot of uh, students that you coach. Yeah. So for an individual that comes to you and is just wrestling with their own self-worth, right? Like maybe they haven't really spent enough time working on themselves in order to really know who they are, in order to really identify with their true being, to tap into that level of purpose. What's the very first step? You know, I'm thinking specifically about the listener right now that's on a walk, right? It's quarantine. Everybody's walking around just to pass the time. And, and they don't really even know where to begin, yeah. you know, because they haven't spent the time just sitting with some of those uncomfortable truths, right, yeah. of whatever it is they're wrestling with. What's a practical takeaway that they can go and implement immediately to at least begin the journey? Is it reading something? Is it what does that look like, D1? I'm just curious. You got to discover who you are. Yeah. You know, ask that that question, who am I? And don't really just scratch on the surface of who you are. Literally get to the core of who you are. Because we have to understand who I am and who you are. That shapes your life. I created a post about this actually a couple of days ago where I highlight the fact that two words that are so very important and so impactful or I am. Yes. Because what you place after those words will shape your life. And for so many people, we have allowed society to finish that sentence. We've allowed our fears to finish that sentence. I am. Mm -hmm. We've allowed our insecurities to finish that sentence. We've even allowed our past to finish 
that sentence. Each and every single one of us, we have conditioned restrictions and fears within our subconscious. We have programmed insecurities that can stem all the way back to our childhood. In fact, that's when our minds were like sponges. They were the most suggestible. And we have a lot of these limitations that we have established within our subconscious that are rooted from our childhood. So we have to do the work of discovering ourselves and begin to peel away the things that we are not so that we can become everything that we really are. We have to truly understand it's not who you are that's holding you back. It's who you think you're not. And you think that you're not that because of some limitation, some fear, or some restriction that's subconsciously ruling and controlling you. So therefore, to begin, start looking at an area in your life that's not functioning in the way that you really want it to function. I can almost guarantee there's a limited belief, there's a fear, or there's some insecurity that's causing you not to get the result that you're looking to get in life. Right. We must do the necessary work to identify what's the root of this belief system that I had. Where does it come from? What thoughts trigger it? What people, when I'm connected to or surrounded by, trigger these emotions? So when I'm feeling afraid, when I feel nervous, when I feel intimidated, when I have this fear of failure, what things trigger this? Start getting to the root of it and identify what's causing you to fail or not function in the way that you really want to function. Because so many of us, we've allowed lies to manipulate us to the point where we think they're the truth. It's like Hitler once said, if you tell a lie big enough, loud enough, and long enough, sooner than later, you'll begin to believe it. And that's the way our mind works, the way the subconscious mind works. It doesn't matter what you say to it, whether it's right or wrong, not beneficial or beneficial, whether it builds you up or breaks you down. It receives what it is that you input. And the more emotionally charged it is, the more it resonates with you. To give an example, say, for instance, you have somebody that has a phobia for spiders. It's because of some experience that they had. Maybe they were bitten as a child that created an emotional impact on them. So now whenever they see that spider, that triggers that negative emotion and they're jumping all across the room. They're running away from this spider because they're resorting back to that experience that's resonated within their subconscious mind. Right. We need to peel away those layers in our mind to be able to tap into who we really are. Mm. Somebody may have a self-esteem limited belief. Somebody may have a money belief that isn't right, you know, or correct. Somebody may have this, this relationship belief where they feel as if the world is out to get them or they can never be loved because they had an experience in their teenage years or in their childhood. This needs to be peeled away because what we believe and repeat to ourselves will determine who we become. Yeah. So therefore, and not only that, but this is the game changer. You get to control what you say to yourself. It dictates who you become. So I can change the narrative. It's easier said than done, but it is possible. Yeah. And and that's why I really love uh, your brand, man, because with everything you just explained, it sounds like once we peel the layers back, and we look at those things for what they are, understanding that they don't necessarily shape us and that we don't have to remain the same. Yeah. We have a choice, right? We have a choice. And and you have this incredible brand, Elevation is a must. Yeah. And when I look at that, 
it's it, it speaks to me from this context of wow, like I can choose to find ways to elevate myself. I can choose to level myself up and 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 take myself to a whole new stratosphere. Is that really the root of what you were trying to have people or help people understand with the mission and the organization? Yeah, it's it's my aim. Yeah. Essentially everything that I talk about, my goal and my aim is to live by example. Okay. To practice what I preach. So essentially elevation is a must is really describing that each and every single one of us are on a never ending journey to become the best version of ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's like every single day I'm jumping and I'm jumping and I bust through the ceiling, but then the very next day that ceiling becomes the floor to my next level. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, I'm constantly <laughs> evolving, growing, improving and developing in all aspects of my life. I'm not just talking about from a mental or emotional standpoint, I'm talking about holistically. We're holistic beings, physically, your fitness goals, financially, spiritually. Are you operating within your purpose? Are you living a purpose-driven life? And that all, again, begins with the mind. That's what the brand, that's what the mission is really all about. Constant and never-ending improvement, daily, gradual growth, finding out how great you truly can become. Mm. That's what it's all about, because at the end of the day, we each are here for a specific purpose. We have gifts, we have talents, unique abilities. It's our responsibility to use what we have to enhance humanity. Right. I can't be at my best if I'm not growing. If I can't grow, then I really can't be the best D1. If I can't be the best me, I can't be happy, really. And if I can't be happy, then what else is there? Like, that's what we're all yearning for. Fulfillment, right. enjoyment, right. gratification, happiness, growth is the pathway to that. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, sometimes growth hurts, right? I mean, I- Every time like, it hurts. <laughs> like, like, I mean, bro, like, look at everything we're going through right now, right? Yeah. We, we had the pandemic. We have, uh, you know, the civil unrest with all of the racial injustices that we have been dealing with for the test of time. I'm very hopeful and prayerful that all this pain is not for none and that it will lead to something beautiful, you know, something uh, in terms of beautiful growth on the back end. But I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it, man. I mean, with everything that we're currently dealing with, I'm a black man, you're a black man. Yeah. What are your thoughts on, on the outlash we're seeing uh, specifically as it relates to where we can grow and where we can hopefully come together in, in union and, and, and help one another out during these challenging times. It's interesting that you asked that question, Carl, because I actually talked about this on my broadcast this morning. Yeah. And it was inspired by a conversation that I had with a friend of mine yesterday. And we were talking about everything that's taking place right now in the world in which we live in. Of course, everything that has been happening in 2020, COVID-19, unemployment at an all-time high, small businesses that are literally being crushed, And then on top of that, like you mentioned, civil unrest, protests, looters, rioting, businesses that have been destroyed because of individuals' anger and frustration, you know, not to justify what they're doing, but both of us are Black and African-American men. We understand it because we've been dealing with oppression and consistent disenfranchisement and just essentially being treated in many ways like second-class human beings. But I was talking about this morning about the conversation that I had yesterday 
And my partner had literally said, man, we should just cancel 2020. And I had to stop yeah. him in his tracks, right? Like that's a trending thing that many people have. Let's just cancel yeah. 2020. And what that right. does to me is it highlights a mindset that the average person has. The right, average right. person, they run away from the thing that makes them uncomfortable. But like you right. mentioned, it's through that discomfort that gives us access to growth and improvement. You know what I mean? Like it's through the pain, it's through the frustration, it's through the time consuming tasks that you got to do to build a business. It's through the process and everything that's involved. It's through the raw and real conversations that you have to have. That's what gives us access to growth. So if we want to cancel out 2020, you're canceling out the possibility for us to move humanity forward. That's what's really taking place right now. We've been taking out of our zone of familiar territory, out of our comfort zones, and we have to confront what we have, have accommodated as a society to be normal. You know what I mean? Like, literally, you yeah. have to be out of your comfort zone to get this thing fixed. Right. That's, that's really what it is. That's what's causing the unrest with many people, because let's go back to the normal. You know what I mean? Let's go back to how things used to be. We will never go back to the way that things used to be. In fact, yesterday is not even the same as today. No, <laughs> you, know I mean? you don't want to stay grow. the same. Exactly. Right. You know, we are constantly growing, but we have yeah. to understand there's going to be discomfort in that. So I'm optimistic about what is going to be held and take place in the future. Yes, it is challenging. Yes, there's a lot of uncertainty. Yes, there's a lot of tension. Yes, there's a lot of division, but it's forcing us to have the conversation. 100%. You know what I mean? Before, and I was, before this yeah. was just swept underneath the rug. 100%. You know, or it doesn't exist. You know what I mean? We're forced yeah. to have the conversation. And as I'm even talking now, I'm reminded of something that Kareem had mentioned. I, I can't even get to Yeah, it. Abdul-Jabbar. Exactly, you know what I mean? So yeah. I saw an interview that he had, and he said how he was describing racism, how it operates like COVID-19 or how it even operates like dust. So someone mm. can be coughing on dust and they can't see it. It can be in the atmosphere, but I can't see it with my physical eye until light gets shined on it. Interesting. And it continues to be present if I don't shine the light on it. But if I shine the light on it, I can see it exists. I see it's on my countertops. I see it's on my dresser tops. I see it's all around the walls. As long as the light is shining on it, I can see it and then I can repair it. I can get it out of there. Yeah. What's happening now, even though it seems like there's a lot of unrest, the light is shining on everything that's happening in our society as a whole. It's exposing it all exactly. to where people have to look at themselves you in very to. vulnerable ways. Yeah. <laughs> There's no more hiding here. I mean, so much so that a lot of white folks are are coming through the woodworks trying to proactively educate themselves. Whereas in the past, you know, they probably hear a racist joke or two in the household and just sweep it under the rug, right? Or just tell themselves, ah, it's not my place to say anything. But now I think that this generation is seeing that, no, these things start in the local communities. They start at home. Yeah. You know, and you, you need to now take some ownership over stepping up to the plate to be that difference maker, right? Yeah. With the idea that elevation is a must. Like, <laughs> we're at rock bottom right now. We can only go up from here. Exactly. I was having this conversation with my wife uh, two days ago on how this is literally the perfect storm. <laughs> I mean, literally. You, Absolutely. When you have people that 
have nowhere to go. You know, many people are unemployed. You can't go yeah. to the movies. You can't watch sports. You can't go to a restaurant or to a bar, you know, because of everything that's happening with COVID-19. And then you deal with the emotional anger and frustration. And then what happens is these people are connected with one another. So that energy creates synergy. And that's uh-huh. why we have all these individuals that participate in the protests. All these individuals that are out there in front of, you know, downtown sectors and making their voice be heard. It's the perfect storm. I believe everything happens for a reason. And again, it's through this discomfort that we can move humanity forward. We're doing this for the generation that's after us. My kids, your kids, that's what we're doing this for. Speaking of your kids, my unborn kids, what is your hope for humanity, man? I mean, what kind of world do you dream of that your kids get to live in one day? The driving force of my mission, Carl, is me waking up and everybody living, talking about every human being. Just imagine the world that we would live in if everybody was living their passion, like doing the things that they love. I read an article on Forbes not too long ago where they described 85% of the American workforce goes to jobs that they literally hate. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like literally they are unhappy. Like you spend the majority of your life In many ways, at work, you mean to tell me the majority of your life, you are dissatisfied, you're unhappy, you feel miserable in in many regards? Now, I get it. Many people, you have to handle responsibilities. But the question is, what are you doing today to create the life that you want to live? You know what I mean? You may have kids. You may be working a full-time job. But that still should not stop you. From when you have your free time, you may have 30 minutes, you're going on YouTube and you're gaining a new skill set. Or you connecting with somebody that's in the field that you want to enter into and you're saying, hey, can I pick your brain? I just want to ask you a few questions on how you got started. What happens is so many people, they get stuck in their misery and they feel as if this is all life has to offer. That's the worst thing you can ever assume. We live in 2020. (laughs) I mean, literally People are running businesses on their cell phones. Yeah, it's colossal. Exactly. So it's really a a testament to the only limits that you have are the ones that you create in your own mind. And if you have the willingness to step into something that is new and maybe unfamiliar to you, but if you grow familiar with it, you can create your own reality. That's what drives me. Encouraging individuals to tap into themselves, to tap into their personal power to tap into their true potential so they can live their dreams. Not only that, but we have to understand every passion has a purpose to it, meaning what you have to offer will benefit others. So as we all are living our dreams, we are inspiring others to do the same. That's what motivates me. Man, D1, you just did it again, brother, man. You literally just did it again. You just reached out of the screen and grabbed my heart. (laughs) I told you you did it the first time I spoke with you, man. And, uh, I couldn't agree more with you, man. I mean, one of the things that I I used to do as I was searching for my purpose and as I was trying to challenge myself to figure out what more existed for myself was at nighttime, when, before I lived with my girlfriend, I would go upstairs, I would take out my cell phone, and I would just speak into the uh, recording uh, feature or app. And that thing you said, man, about how you dream about this world where everybody's like living their purpose and, and, and living on fire and living alive. 
I spoke that into my phone one night where I was like, man, like it's, it's such a shame for us to move through this earth, right? With the limited amount of time that we're here, never really experiencing why the great Lord created us. Yeah. And it pains me for people to just go around introducing themselves as, hi, I'm Sally from HR. And they think that that's all that they can do to think that that's their only identity. And I was like, man, like, I just, I, I dream, I salivate about a world where I can introduce myself, you know, and, and lead with what it is I'm put here to do yeah. and point at examples of me doing it, man. And like, I, I literally had a night, man, where I just, I was tearing up, man. I was crying, just thinking about how magnificent that would be, man. And that's one of the, the huge propelling forces that has really led me to try to get into this space and to really try to figure it out, man. So I, I just wanted to share that with you, man, because again, you pull on my heartstrings. And I want to thank you so much for, for uh, sharing on that, man. And uh, I know brother. we're coming up on time here, man, but I quickly want to highlight your book. So you wrote a book. I'm not sure how long ago it was. It's called Come Alive, Unleash the Real You. Yeah. Can you please tell people where they can pick this book up? Because I think that Honestly, I just ordered it on your website. I just want you to plug that real quick. I think that this is something that we all need by the nightstand as we think about this crazy time that we're in, but really it being a time of being a massive equalizer where we can all rise. So where can people find that? Where can people continue to plug in with you, man? Yeah, so it's available on my website. That's elevationisamust.com. If you want to go specifically to order the book, you can go to elevationismust.com forward slash resources. And actually on my resources page, there is a lot of content that's available, many different quick guides, many free eBooks that I have available for download. Uh, that's for the free 99 on the website. I have five keys to living an extraordinary life, uh, a successful consciousness and mindset uh, checklist, as well as conquer, which describes fear, how to overcome your fears and breaking down the dynamics of fear and how you can be empowered by your courage and passion within to manipulate fear in a way where you're using it as motivation as well as move forward on how to stay motivated. So all of that is available on my website again at elevationisamust.com. Awesome, man. And we'll have that linked in the show notes here below for everybody to check out. Um, D1, man, I just want to thank you for being a real person, being an individual that is not afraid to live out that purpose and to actually chase it and seek it every single day. I can definitely tell that you're being absolutely intentional about that. And like you said, man, it's, it's a model and it's an example for all of us that are trying yeah. to do the same things, man. So thank you for all the amazing content you're putting out there, brother. Um, before I let you go, I want to pivot into our random round. It's called the free time five, just five fun, quick questions to have a little bit of fun with you and for the audience to better know who the man behind the amazing voice is. Sound cool? Okay. Okay. I'm down. Awesome, brother. So first question, man, what's one dream you had that has not yet come to fruition in your personal or professional life? One dream that I have that is yet to come in fruition. Yeah, that has not yet come into fruition. I want to, I want to speak in the continent of Africa. Oh, wow. Yeah. I love it. I want to speak. We can make that happen, man. My parents are from West Africa. We can make that happen. Let's, Let's make talk it happen, offline. Man. Let's make it happen. <laughs> Awesome, man. Imagine that potential or a physical destination you could travel to on a map. What would be more enjoyable for you, brother? Would it be the journey there or would it be just arriving in and of itself? And why? The journey. It's all about the journey um, because the journey, it makes the destination make sense. 
Yeah. You know, it, yeah. it takes the fun out of it. If I just arrive on the destination, if I just teleported to my destination and it's like, I'm just here. But if I, if I remember how I got there and, and yeah. all the sites that I saw, the people that I met, it makes the entire destination more than what it is. Love it, man. What's one book that you most frequently give out to people that, you know, are, are struggling with purpose or just, uh, you know, life in general? Think and Grow Rich. It's a phenomenal book. Napoleon Hill, of course. Um, To even extend on another book, I would say The Art of War, Stephen Pressfield, which talks about fear a lot and resistance. Phenomenal book to learn from. Awesome, man. What's one empowering quote you want to leave with the audience? Something that you say or something that you like to uh, reference from another? Quote that is on my bio on pretty much every social media platform that I use, which is the goal has never been to become known. The goal has always been to become someone worth knowing. Yeah, I love that. I don't know that's in your Instagram. I, that always catches my eye every time I go to your page. Yeah. And last but not least, man, you know, uh, I'm really big on, on visualization. I practice it every morning. And I think it goes hand in hand with what you were saying about what we tell ourselves. It's kind of my way of programming myself, if you will. Yeah. And all beautiful things come from ideas and thoughts. So I'd like to know, man, as your witness today and as the audience is your witness, where are you at in your life in the next six to nine months? And that can be however you want to take that question. Six to nine months. I'm expanding my broadcast. Uh, I definitely want to be able to connect with more individuals and help them step into their day effectively. Uh, traveling uh, to more organizations and more conferences, speaking once everything with COVID-19 uh, kind of releases right now. I've been focusing a lot on virtual. Uh, I've been connecting with organizations uh, through that. And like we mentioned uh, prior to us going live, I had any, a live event scheduled for August. But of course, everything that happened kind of put that on the back burner and suspended the date. But um, six to nine months, definitely getting that back in motion and creating that live experience for you know the dream catches that are part of my community and uh, creating that space where we can grow and ultimately, like we talked about, provide the steps and the strategies to becoming the best version of themselves. D1, I appreciate it, brother. Likewise, man. Appreciate you. It's been an honor. Thanks so much for tuning in. Remember, yesterday is gone and tomorrow is not promised. So there's no better time than the present to get into the arena of your life and to start moving towards your purpose and potential. Peace. Hey, I want to personally thank you again for tuning in. At the end of the day, I really do believe that we're all in this game of life to help one another out. And that the best way we can do this is through sharing our stories more openly and honestly. And so, if you like the show, please take a quick minute to leave us a rating, drop us a review, and subscribe for more. Also, I'd love to get to know you a little bit better and hear your story. Please head over to carlsona.com slash chat. That's Carl with a K. SONA.com slash chat to book a 15 minute free Zoom call with me, and I can't wait to see you there.